Amen. Hey, we are in our study, World Religions, Cult and the Occult. Mary. That's right, give it up for Mary, number 15, Satan and the Rise of Devil Worship. And uh, wow, I didn't even have to ask for the golf clap. Mary, you must have done that very well, so that's right. Uh, by way of recap, that's what we do. We've already dealt with the existence of Satan. Now, why do we even have to start with there? You think, well, duh, right? Well, what was the problem? 91 to 99% uh, of the world's statistics don't even believe in a literal Satan. Can you believe that? It's crazy. What's even crazier is 65% of the professing church does not believe in a literal Satan. No wonder Satanism is on the rise and the world's going down the tubes. You won't even believe even the one who's driving this world straight to hell. So then we took a look at the character and the tactics of Satan. Why? Because it's all over the Bible. This is called a Bible study. I'm not making this stuff up. So as you study the Bible, Old and New Testament, guess what you're going to study about? Satan, spiritual warfare, right? And you're supposed to study all of it. And so God tells us so much about Satan. Why? Because we don't have to learn things the hard way. Is anybody excited about that? So we know what to look out for. We don't have to fall in the same traps. He's really out there whether you want to believe him or not. And he's out there trying to mess things up. Okay? And you wonder why things are messed up and why it's on the rise. So we be begin to take this journey in the history of Satanism. How do we get in this shape where our world, including the church, by and large, doesn't even believe in the literal existence of a literal devil. Well, we saw it was a carefully designed tactic started by Satan roughly around in the 1800s. Now, technically, it started Genesis chapter 3, and that's what Satan did. He caused Eve to doubt, right, then called God a liar, and then said, hey, don't listen to God. Do it Satan's way. He, he's, he's got a better path. Same tactic that Satan used, because in the 1800s, guess what came out? The lie of what? Evolution, right? And right then, when it started to cause doubt in people's minds and then call God basically a liar, bang, at the same time, it's not by chance, these guys come on the board, and that was these guys, the romantics. After evolution, here comes the romantics. And basically, it's an intellectual elite guys, and they weren't just pro-evolution, doubting God's existence, but then all of a sudden they start preaching a message that, hey, Satan's actually a good guy, and Christians got it all wrong. We need to follow Satan. They actually said he's a hero. That's actually where it started back in those days, okay? Then we saw it moved on to this lady, Madame Blavatsky, okay, theosophy. In fact, her uh, magazine there, Lucifer, what is, she thinks he's a great guy, and things of that nature. We need to follow what he says so we can create this new world order, this new age of Satan, so that we can build utopia on the planet. Then it goes to Annie Besant and Alice Bailey who starts Lucifer Publishing which is still working this day with the United Nations pushing, guess what? A one world government, a one world ruler, uh, a one world economy and all this baloney which came from way back here, the guys the original Satanists, okay, uh, and they're still going today. Then it goes to this guy, Aleister Crowley, and who has influenced so many people, unfortunately, uh, into Satanism, okay, including Anton LaVey. It had a whole study on him, and that's really where people start thinking about Satanism and whatever, but that's not, he's, he's like way down here, okay, uh, but we could trace that thread. And then we saw last time, after his death, what happens? Things begin to split off. I mean, literally, right after his death. So we trace that trail. Where did Satanism go from Anton LaVey? Well, it goes to Blanche Barton. That was his third womanly interest, I guess you could say. And she takes the, quote, Church of Satan uh, to New York. But then it splits off another way. Carla, his oldest daughter, LaVey, she stays in San Francisco, which is where Anton was based out of, and she starts the first satanic church, okay? Well, then it goes to his other daughter, Zena, and she takes off and breaks off from both of those people, and then she joins what was called the Temple of Set, 
okay? And that was only temporary because she didn't like what they were doing, so she started her own Sethian liberation movement. And remember the temple of Set? They believed that Set was the real name of Satan, and that draws you all the way back to Egypt, back to our witchcraft study, and all that st stuff is there. And then now today, she broke off from that, and she's now just flat out into Tibetan Tantric Buddhism. Uh, and again, a Buddhism, uh, we've already had a whole study on Buddhism, but anything when you see tantric before something, uh, even in Hinduism, this is the, I mean, it's all bad, it's all demonic, it's all wrong, okay? But man, when you see tantric, it's bad, dark, evil, cannibalistic, it's bad, okay? That's what she's into uh, as far as I know right now uh, today. So certainly pray for her and these people that are still promoting this. Then we saw uh, it went to this guy, into the military, even the United States military with this guy, Michael Aquino, okay? And he's the one that started the temple set back in 1975 that originally Zena joined, but then she jumped back out and kind of did her own version, then went to the dark uh, Buddhist stuff, okay? And, uh, and basically, uh, he has gone on, it's gone over, uh, uh, over into Europe, a different country, as we saw last time, but basically with all these split-offs, and even a little bit before, Satanism has gone worldwide. Literally the worship, the devil worship, Satanism worldwide. So it's not an anomaly, unfortunately, it is on the rise, and I think tonight we're going to see why, even from a prophecy point of view, it's preparing that generation for somebody that rhymes with the, guess who? Antichrist. You guys can read, that's fantastic. Okay, uh, we're going to see that uh, tonight. But again, why is it on the rise? Hey, when you got 99 to 91 to 99% of the world and 65% of the church not even believing in the literal devil, no wonder it's on the rise. This guy's having a heyday, man. Okay, it's crazy. He's caused that. Okay, so we're going to now take a look at where did it go after the temple of Set. Okay, but before we get to that, let's remind ourselves again, okay, what does Satanism do? Okay, and what's the goal of Satanism when it gets unleashed in an area? Okay, believe it or not, Jesus tells us exactly what's going to happen. Uh, that's in the book of John. That's our opening text tonight. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. We're going to read verses 1 through 10. And we're going to talk about this parable with the shepherd of his flock. This, is, of course, is from Jesus. John chapter 10. And uh, let's take a look. Okay, what can you expect from any false path Okay, I don't care if they want to call it Christian, pseudo-Christian, whatever, or just flat-out Satanism. What are you going to ultimately get? Okay, but Jesus tells us, right? John chapter 10, verse 1, when you get there, say moo. Moo, that's nice. I like that. All right, here's what we say. Verse 1, I tell you the truth, Jesus speaking, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He, he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Now, Jesus used the figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. So he broke it down. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. Who's the gate? Right, so he's talking about himself. He's using parables. He's talking about himself. I am the gate, Jesus said, for the sheep. All who ever came before me were what? Thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am, he says it a second time, the gate. And here's what happens when you go through the gate, when you go through Jesus. Whoever enters through me will be what? 
saved. That's it. There's only one gate. There's only one way. It's Jesus Christ. Later, he says in John 14, he is the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is it. That's the only way, right? And that's it. And then here's what you get. It's going to be awesome. Can anybody, uh, as a born-again Christian, verify that fact tonight? Yes. Remember the before Jesus? Remember how rotten it was? Anybody? Ever forgotten? Right? And he will come in and go out and he'll find pasture. But here's the alternative. The thief comes only to what? Comes to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it to the full. Literally there in the Greek, it means super abundant, bubbling over, over the top. You can't even contain it kind of life. That's really, it's a kind of a kind of an explicit Greek word that's used there. Okay. But the question that we have is, well, number one, who is this thief that Jesus said has not just come as an alternative to him, but what's going to happen when you listen to this thief? It's, he's going to steal, he's going to kill, and he's going to destroy. Well, let's do some uh, obvious contextual study and find out who that thief is. Let's take a look at here. The Greek word for thief used in John 10.10 means one who steals. Figuratively, the same word is used to refer to false teachers. Anyone who claimed a way of salvation other than Jesus was robbing the people of truth. Just as a thief bypasses the gate, false teachers attempt to bypass Jesus. False teachers steal people's ability to see the true means of salvation. The result of such thievery is death and destruction. As Jesus said, the thief's plan is to kill and destroy. False teachers are thieves who may claim to offer salvation, but their intentions are not good. Ultimately, these false teachers and thieves are carrying out Satan's intentions. Rather than bring life, they bring death. Rather than give, they steal. Rather than build up, they destroy. Hmm. Makes sense, right? Pay the content. If I only knew who the thief was, I had to. No, it's right there. It's defined. It's false teachers. Anybody saying that there's another way other than Jesus is what? Not just a thief, but now we know what they're going to do. You follow that thief, you follow anything else other than Jesus Christ, what's going to happen? Steal, kill, you're going to be destroyed, right? Every single time. And you wonder why we've been in our study, world religions. Now why? Because any religion, any path other than Jesus, pick your world religion, Hinduism, Buddhism, all the other ones we already dealt with, Islam, even Roman Catholicism and New Age. Remember all those that we dealt through? Every single one of them, you follow them, even the ones that want to claim to be Christian or Christianized, what's it going to lead to? Steal, kill, destroy. Don't do it. Or even the cults, especially the pseudos, they want to say they're Christian, but they're really not. They, 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 you come knocking at your door, oh, we're Christians too. No, you're not, because it's not the same Jesus. Why do we, why do we talk about that? Why do we have that whole section? Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian Science, Seventh-day Adventists. Why do we go through all that? Because every single one of those is a different path other than Jesus, and guess what? If you and I don't speak up and let people know what we, Jesus just told us, what's going to happen to them? Steal, kill, destroy. And if you knew something was going to steal, kill, and destroy somebody, how could you sit there and not say something, right? And then now we're into the occult. What's the occult? We had 20 weeks on witchcraft. Now we're in Satanism. It's, it's, it's granted, it seems darker, but it's, it's just another path, just like all these other ones. And if people follow it, guess what's going to happen? Steal, kill, and destroy. Now, unlike some of the other ones, even though they're going to ultimately destroy people's lives and certainly lead you straight to hell, okay, uh, Satanism is openly about destruction and even killing, okay? 
In fact, let's remind ourselves, when Satanism goes into an area, it doesn't take long for this fruit to expose itself, right? And then we'll move on to the next split. Let's take a look at this. So Satanism itself became an emphasis on rational self-interest and on taking responsibility for your own intellectual and ethical decisions. Rational self-interest, you call it? Yes. Okay, one thing we do know that Satanism has in common with other religions is the belief that the devil can inhabit your body. No! Devil worship is as old as religion itself. It's the grim alternative, the flip side of life. Evil over good, dark over light, Satan over God himself. Come forth and bestow these blessings of hell upon us. Forced underground by the religious hysteria of the Middle Ages, Satanism was resurrected, first by an Englishman named Aleister Crowley in the early 20th century. It entered its modern era in this country just about 25 years ago, under the theatrical guidance of Anton LaVey, California-based high priest of present-day devil worship. LaVey founded the Church of Satan. Now, despite its preachings of evil and hate, the Church and its offshoots are constitutionally protected religions. I believe that hate is necessary in a controlled way just as much as love is necessary. LaVey penned the best-selling Satanic Bible, it's the handbook of devil worshippers everywhere. And for a time, he was considered chic enough to attract the attention of Hollywood. After working together on a film, LaVey made Sammy Davis Jr. an honorary member, while the late Jane Mansfield was for a time among LaVey's most passionate followers. Most of the people that are in my group are professional people. They're business people. They're people that are from very responsible walks of life. Contemporary Satanism relies heavily on bizarre and sometimes bloody ceremonies. One of the ugliest, yet apparently most common rituals in devil worship is the sacrifice of animals, often involving the removal of organs and the draining of their blood in elaborate ceremonies. Well, a series of cattle mutilations on this Louisiana farm has sent the shiver of fear through this entire community. Show me the evidence that this was some kind of ritual. Oh, this hole right here? And the tail, they cut the tail off. The same thing with the ears. They cut the ears off. Right. So you two have no doubt but that your animals were used in some kind of ritual. Right. Yes. All yes. the blood was gone out of them, too. Every one of them, the blood was drained. No blood, no insides. Eyes pulled out, everything. I'm begging for something to be done. In our investigation, we discovered that some of Satan's soldiers are also high-ranking officers in the United States military. Here at San Francisco's Presidio Army Base, for example, Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino led a double life as a satanic high priest. The colonel's cult is listed in the San Francisco telephone book, and his phone answering machine boasts of his affiliation. This is the Temple of Set. The temple is the only international satanic religious institution fully recognized by the United States government. Indeed, the Army does officially recognize Satanism as a legitimate religion and supplies chaplains with this guide for ministering to the Satanic soldier. Yet unofficially, some charge that Army bases have become sanctuaries for devil worshippers. Just last month, under a full moon, I took a midnight tour of the Presidio grounds with police investigator Ed Abanovsky. Are you saying that there was a Satanic cult active right here on the Army base? Yes. We believe so. There's evidence to substantiate that. They had uh, satanic rituals going on. There's an altar in there, and all of the graffiti on the wall would indicate that. Let's see if I can see it. How'd you find this place? 
This is a uh, fortification during World War II. During World War II, where they had uh, gun batteries. I can see a pentagram painted on the wall. I can see the words Prince of Darkness. On this wall, I see several inverted crosses and other obvious uh, satanic ritualistic paintings or symbols. Satanism may be a constitutionally protected religion, but similar to another recent case at the United States Military Academy at West Point, here charges surface connecting ritual child abuse at the Presidio Daycare Center to the devil cult. It was here, parents and others allege, that as many as 60 young children were ritualistically abused by soldiers of Satan. What actually was done to the kids? Uh, oral copulation, sodomy, uh, defecation, uh, they were urinated on. But no, hey, let's act like this doesn't happen. And you wonder why it continues to spread. Okay, way worse than even back then with the uh, Geraldo Rivera. Okay, but, oh, by the way, that was the Presidio in where? San Francisco. How's San Francisco doing again? That just seems, I wonder why it keeps getting worse. Why is that getting to such a dark place? Okay, and things of that nature. And frankly, what you're going to see, I think a lot of it has to do with this kind of behavior uh, into a community. But what happens? When this goes into a community, what happens? Just like Jesus said, steal, kill, and destroy. Right? And ultimately for all eternity in hell, but Satanists, they're even all about that. Make no bones about it. The here and now. Okay? Uh, and that's, oh, by the way, I got to throw this in there. Notice how, I just got to throw this in there. Notice how they admitted, the lady said, these are satanic cult members coming on our property, killing our animals for satanic sacrifices, right? And I got to thinking about, uh, you don't hear about that, but what you hear about when it comes to cattle and animal mutilations that people find, guess who gets the blame for it? UFOs. It was the aliens that came and got them. Maybe that's a smoke screen because they don't want to let people know just how far wide satanic behavior and rituals in the cult really is. I don't know. Just found that that was kind of interesting. But let's take a look where, unfortunately, it spreads even further than that after LeBay's death. Now, this is where we're going. It's called the Order of Nine Angles, okay? The Order of Nine Angles. And we'll get into why it's called the Nine Angles here in just a little bit, okay? But it's called the Order of Nine Angles, also as the O-N-A or, let's say O-N-A or the O, and you might see an O and a nine and an A, but when you see that, that's who you're talking about. But this is a basically a satanic occult group, a left-hand occult group based out of the UK, but they're literally all over the world, okay? And uh, they have a militaristic side to them. You know, so was, that's where we saw the Temple of Set, Presidio there, uh, Aquino, he was in the military. These guys are kind of a, a, a militarized version of that as well. And uh, specifically, they rose to uh, recognition in the early 80s, but they began to attract and promote a certain group of military-minded people. And it wasn't just military, it's what's called neo-Nazis. Okay, uh, why is neo? Because basically they're saying we're the new what? Nazis, okay? And you're going like, well, wait a second. Why would an occult, openly satanic group uh, basically say that we're the new Nazis? 
Well, we dealt with this just a little smidgen in our witchcraft study. Uh, it shouldn't be so surprising when you understand the background of the Nazis. The Nazis, including Hitler, you will never understand what happened fully in World War II and why Hitler did and Germany did what they did unless you understand two aspects about Hitler. Hitler was an evolutionist, and the reason why he was going after the Jewish people certainly was because of a satanic lie I'll get to in a second, okay? But... He went after them because they were on the bottom of his evolutionary list. It's called Evol uh, Hitler's hit list, okay? And he felt that the Jewish people were the bottom category. They were the closest to pure ape. And he wanted to get to this Aryan race, which I'll get to the roots of that in a second. And, and so if he could have finished with the Jewish people, he wasn't going to stop there. The next people above from that were the uh, uh, black African races. He was going to go after and start annihilating all the black people. And then the uh, Orientals and then the Slavics until he was left. That, that was the satanic idea. But that's an evolutionary mindset. Uh, Hitler was an evolutionist, but Hitler was major. You won't get anything. Understand why he's doing what he did as crazy as megalomaniac as he did. Why? How could he think he's going to take it? Because he was heavy into the occult. And, and then what's interesting is Right when we saw evolution take place, what comes next? The occult. Evolution is, is, is the combo for people to start turning towards the occult. You don't believe in God, you're going to believe in something. And a lot of times they'll go the bad way. Now, proof of uh, Hitler getting into uh, the occult, and frankly, that's what's caused the rise of his uh, 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 getting involved in the government. He was involved in what's called the Thule Society. Okay, T-H-U-L-E, the Thule Society. Okay, and that's these guys here. And this was a German occult group founded in 1918 by a guy named Adam Glauer. And he died in 1945 at the end of the war. But this wasn't just an occult group. But again, so it's bad enough that Hitler thought that the Jewish people were at the bottom of his evolutionary list and need to be gotten rid of because they're close to pure ape, he believed. Okay, but... This occult group that he was a part of, the Thule Society, okay, were very, guess what? Anti-Semitic, okay? So he's getting this, I can't stand the Jews, I hate the Jews, we've got to get rid of the Jews from two different angles, the live evolution and the occult society he got involved with. But the, the Thule Society had links with Adolf Hitler and uh, the German Workers' Party, which later was called the National Socialist German, German Workers' Party. National Socialist, Socialist... Is that a buzzword today, socialism? Making a comeback? Gee, I wonder why. Okay, but the Thule group was involved not just in the occult, but they spread through politics. Okay, Do we, did we see in our witchcraft study any other political party that's getting involved in the occult and witchcraft? Uh, yeah, it runs with the Democrat Party. Okay, when you do the research and you wonder why that they keep supporting all this stuff, but what you're going to see is basically, guess who also, not just the witches, remember the witches? would only pray against who? President Trump. They wouldn't be praying against the Democrats. Why? Because uh, you're working together, right? And we exposed all that, and so we're not going to go through that again. Uh, but basically, uh, not only the witches, okay, but you're going to see the Satanists also believe in the socialist agenda, the basic, the carbon copy agenda of the Democrat Party. That's not by chance. But this stool group, they uh, went through uh, not just these secret societies, but they spread out through politics, Okay, but also their sphere includes judges, police, chiefs, professors, industrialists, and they went after and got Hitler. 
okay? They went and got him. In fact, they helped him uh, give rise. Uh, Dietrich Eckhart was a central figure in this Thule German occult group, okay? And he became one of the seven founding members of the Nazi party. Now, after tonight, I think what you're gonna see, and this will help you filter when you start reading through history again, when you see Nazi and when you see SS, it just means occult. It was German occult that took over Germany and began to do their dirty deed, okay? And until you get that, it's not gonna make sense, right? But this guy, uh, when he died in uh, December 1923, this Dietrich Eckhart, the central figure of the Thule group, and then who became one of the founding members of the Nazi party, listen to what he said. He said, quote, follow Hitler. He, Hitler, will dance, but it is I who have called the tune. I have initiated him, Hitler, into the secret doctrine, the occult society Thule, uh, opened his centers of vision and given him the means to communicate with the powers. Do not mourn for me, he says. I shall have influenced history more than any other German. And what he's talking about is he's the one responsible for getting Hitler involved into the occult, and that's why he's doing what he's doing. Okay, a bold statement, but let's take a look at some of that proof. Hitler's whole Third Reich was wedded to not just the occult, but the black occult. And this is just secular research. You can find this out there. It's not a conspiracy theory. They're, it's coming out, you know, okay. And uh, in fact, one of his big generals, Karl Haushofer, for many members, was also a member of another occult society, the Secret uh, of the uh, Society of the Golden Dawn. Remember that? That was that society uh, back here with Crowley that kind of taught him to do those things and things that nature. Okay, but uh, Haushofer inspired Hitler to write Mein Kampf. Okay, Haushofer also had visited, here it is, Tibet, China, and India and adopted Buddhist beliefs and was initiated into Buddhist secret societies in which suicide was the only form of escape, okay? Which is one of the things that they did, they get in trouble, they encourage you suicide. But notice the Buddhist side, how is Buddhism being pitched today? Oh, it's wonderful, it's peace, you know, just do the lotus position and meditate and you'll have peace and what? Steal, kill, destroy, right? Uh, and there is a, I mean, it's all bad, any path is bad, don't misunderstand me, I'm not trying this less bad, this is more bad, but, there's a dark side to Buddhism in the occult as well. That's what Zena was involved in still to this day. Well, that's what Hitler got involved in and brought it back to Germany, right? Haushofer, let's go back to him. Uh, he had, quote, amazing psychic powers. And most of the people who write about Hitler say that Haushofer was the black magician who controlled Hitler. In 1925, a group of Tibetan monks moved to Berlin where members of the Black Order swore allegiance to the power of darkness and they had supposed contact with the hollow earth spirits, right? These entities. And again, you always see this in these people. They always say that some alien or some entity has spoken to me and I wrote this down and that's where they get their ideas, which is what? That's a familiar spirit, that's a demon, right? And so, so he's doing that. So they also, he began to encourage the Nazis to finance expeditions to Mongolia, uh, to Tibet, to dig deeper into the black occult and look for, quote, good luck, if you will, occult charms. Talisman, remember in a witchcraft study, talismans and people would have all these different things that were supposed to give them power and things of that nature. Satanism, secret societies, the same thing. Same thing with the Thule Society, same thing with Hitler, right? And literally, I don't have time to get into it, but Hitler, it, it, Indiana Jones, the, the first one when they went out the ark, uh, Germany literally 
Nazis, SS, were what? The occult. They were literally going around the world looking for certain items that they believed would give them supernatural occult power to win the war. It's all on the open. I'm telling you, when you understand the occult background of Hitler, then it makes uh, a lot of sense why he did what he did. They looked for Atlantis. They looked for the Holy Grail. They looked for something called the Spear of Destiny, which was, in theory, supposed to be the spear that pierced Jesus' side. All these things that they gathered together to give them power, but it was from an occult point of view, okay? Now, beyond any doubt, uh, Hitler was possessed by forces beyond himself, literally demonic forces, which, quote, the individual named Hitler was only the temporary, uh, temporary vehicle for. They said that when he got up in front of crowds to speak, the voice they heard was not his voice. It was an unearthly voice, quote, unquote, not at all like the voice they heard him use in conversation. And one eyewitness said this about Hitler. Hitler wakes up in the night screaming and in convulsions. He calls for help and appears to be half paralyzed. He sees with a panic that makes him tremble until the bed shakes. He utters confused and unintelligible sounds, gasping as if on the point of suffocation, standing in his room, swaying, looking all around if he was lost. And then all of a sudden he says, it's he, it's he, it's he. He's come for me and he's groaning. His lips were white. He's sweating profusely. And then suddenly he screams, there, there over in the corner, he's there. He's stamping his feet. He's screaming, quote, this is Hitler. Quote, a man totally possessed by Satan, attempting to take over the world, blaspheme Christ, blaspheme God, wipe out the Jews. Quote, this is a preview of guess who? The Antichrist, who will be the next guy possessed by Satan, who will be the next megalomaniac that does seek to take over the world. Now, I wonder who the Antichrist in the book of Revelation is going to have to work with to do his dirty deeds. Well, let's, before we answer that, Let's go a little further in what Hitler did, because he gathered around people to do his dirty deeds, right? And they were called the SS. We'll get to that in a second. But Satanism, again, let me give you a little bit more proof of just how much every aspect of Hitler, if you don't get it that he was an evolutionist and a cultist, it's not going to make sense. Let me give you some proof. In fact, Hitler relied on certain occult talisman, occult things, to give rise to power. Right Now, one of them was this thing. This is going to sound crazy, but listen. It's called the mandrake root. Okay, now why do they call it the mandrake root? Because it looks like a man. That's right, Pastor Bobby. It looks like a man there. Kind of like you pull it up in the ground. It's like, hey, that's kind of weird. It's kind of freaky. Uh, the mandrake root. And this is something that's common that's used as, uh, you know, as we, back in our witchcraft study, they still to this day, they do potions and things that nature and roots of this and bat lip of that and all this, you know, whatever. That really goes on in the occult, Okay. And, uh, but the mandrake is not just any, quote, root, and it just happens to look like a man, but it's supposed to have special properties, well, uh, which I'll get to here in a second. But this was the actual occult plant used for power that was featured in Harry Potter, right? And again, if you want to indoctrinate your kids into proper witchcraft practices, have them watch Harry Potter, because they're not just making this stuff up. Most people think it's made up and it's just for entertainment, but it's not. They're actually following carbon copy witchcraft practices, okay? Uh, but let's take a look at that scene uh, from one of the movies. Now gather round, everyone. Today, we're going to repot mandrakes. Who here can tell me the properties of the mandrake root? Yes, Miss Granger. Mandrake or mandragora is used to return those who've been petrified to their original state. 
It's also quite dangerous. The mandrake's cry is fatal to anyone who hears it. Excellent. Ten points to Gryffindor. I've given each of you a pair of earmuffs for auditory protection. So could you please put them on right away? Quickly. Flaps tight down and watch me closely. You grasp your mandrake firmly. You pull it sharply up out of the box. <laughs> It's just a creative scene. That's nothing. They just whooped it up. You know, it's kind of weird, kind of eclectic. What? No, that's straight out of the occult. Whoever, J.K. Rowling knows exactly what she's doing, unfortunately. Okay. Now, believe it or not, Hitler, one of his big breakthroughs came when he linked himself with the Mandrake root. Watch this. Even the secular historians admit it. This is nuts. Hitler reportedly meets famed astrologer Eric Jan Hanussen. Hanussen makes an unlikely prediction. In 30 days, a turning point, perhaps even power. Well, this is impossible. In December of 1932, Hitler had no hope of gaining this type of power. Hanussen suggests there is a tool to help Hitler realize his goal, a good luck charm. Hanussen tells Hitler that he must go back to the town where he was born and find a mandrake root. A mandrake is a man-shaped root said by European occultists to possess powerful medicinal properties. According to author Peter Lavenda, Hitler asked Hanussen to find the root. Hanussen travels to Hitler's hometown and digs up a mandrake from a butcher's backyard. On New Year's Day, 1933, Hanussen presents the charm to Hitler. According to Professor Nicholas Goodrich Clark, this is Hitler's mandrake. That Hitler had even received such an object and was prepared to accept it suggests some remarkable susceptibility to superstition or occult power at this time. This Vienna newspaper shows Hitler with the mandrake. From a wire around its neck hung a capsule. And in this capsule were some verses that Hunussen had allegedly written describing a league or bond between himself, the mandrake, and Hitler. These verses described that Hitler would have unlimited power and good fortune so long as he held true to this bond or league between himself and Hanussen and the Mandrake. Hitler's luck changes. Within 30 days, because of a series of political negotiations that are taking place behind the scene, suddenly Hitler finds himself Chancellor of Germany on January 30th, 1933. Hanussen's prediction, an impossible, impossibly optimistic prediction, comes true to the day. Hmm. Interesting. So what he felt gave him the rise to power and the occult and whatever, but isn't it wild that Hitler, when you understand his rise, his involvement, why he did what he did, involves the occult. And you're going to see another guy do it again. It's, it's crazy. Okay, but again, just, you're going to miss it if you don't understand his background. That mandrake root, of course, also had hallucinogen properties to it. If you, they would like boil it with wine 
and then you could drink it and whatever, uh, and then that would happen to you. But also they believe that it could uh, treat ailments, uh, exercise control of the body, induce love or conception, bring good fortune and wealth and power. And that's exactly what Hitler used it for. In fact, secular historians say um, it is the secret societies that, quote, gave rise to Hitler. He was guided by secret forces that shaped his ideology and gave him power. Quote, secret societies had a great role in the making of Hitler. It wasn't just some guy that had some big idea with a big ego. Okay, he was involved with the occult. Now, let's get back to that Thule Society aspect there, okay, and uh, continue on with that. Uh, the primary focus of the Thule Society was to claim concerning also not just promoting the occult background, occult behavior, occult rituals, and things of that nature, but they also believed in what was called the what? The Aryan race, okay, came from this Thule Society. And I found that this was interesting. They're like, well, what's this Aryan race? Well, we know that, you know, typically if you know a little bit about history, about the Aryan race, Hitler's belief, okay, we don't usually understand that that's an occult belief, which I'll get to in a second, okay, but we say, well, that's, that's what Hitler believed was the pure race, right? And um, that's why he got rid of all those lesser people, it started to anyway, and, uh, but that was the pure, but where did that come from? Well, listen, I found this was interesting. The Aryan race, the Thule Society, believed, the Aryan race, which Hitler was a part of, this occult society, believed that the Aryan race was created by a group of divine, here it is, aliens. That the Germans were the only survivors of these alien deities in purest form. And so once again, you go back to the common thread that a lot of these guys that get involved in the occult and Satanism, guess what they say, even back with Crowley. Remember Crowley? Remember he drew a picture of the, the, the entity that came to him and spoke to him? And it looked like that, which just happens to look like the great alien. It tells you, and then Aryan race, the occult fool society, they believe they're this alien seed people. Why is it all familiar? Because it's coming from the same source. It's the same uh, lie, okay? But this is why, when you understand the background of uh, Hitler and the occult, the Thule Society, what he did and why he did what he did and what power he sought to do it in, uh, this is why the swastika was not just a German sign, right? The swastika was a magical symbol uh, of the black occult, Okay, we dealt with this a little bit in our witchcraft study. If the German people realize why Hitler chose the swastika, that is basically openly saying, I'm involved in the occult. I am an occult leader. I'm getting my power, my ideas, my inspiration from the black occult. How many would have followed him? But see, people don't get taught this. They don't know the symbols. They don't know the background. They don't know the history, and they fall for it. But it wasn't just the swastika that he chose, which is an occult uh, symbol, okay? The other one that, if you notice, that they chose that became a symbol of power to represent also the Nazi party was what? The SS symbol. Now, why of all, why of all things did they choose the SS? Okay, well, the SS symbol uh, is a satanic symbol and it's the lightning bolt, okay? And why did they choose the lightning bolt, which we call SS, but it's a lightning bolt. The lightning bolt uh, in the satanic occult, even to this day, uh, it is representative of uh, Lucifer getting kicked out of heaven and falling to earth as a lightning bolt. So this symbolizes Lucifer, 
right? And in satanic circles, the symbol represents the destroyer. It was used by the Nazi German SS police, okay? And later we're probably gonna have a whole study just on the symbols like we did in witchcraft on Satanism. Uh, but you still see it today in different forms, this SS, the lightning bolt, which stands for Lucifer, right? So think about this. You got the swastika that they wore, and then you also got the SS. It's a double branding, Hitler basically saying, but nobody caught it, because they didn't understand the background. Occult, occult, occult. That's, what's, that's who's risen to power right now. Somebody who is fully wedded to the occult. Right? But you also see this, um, let's give a little teaser. We'll get into this later. But KISS, right, uses the double lightning bolt uh, as well. And we'll have a whole study just on the symbolism. And, and remember when we did the symbolism and the witchcraft study? I had several of you come out that next week saying, Pastor Billy, it's everywhere. I didn't see it. Yeah, because you haven't been told what the symbols were. So we're going to, Lord willing, for still alive and still here, you're going to see the same thing with Satanism. It's all over the place, but people don't realize what their symbols are, right? Because they'll tell you they're in your area. You just got to know what to look for, okay? But another one was, guess who? Harry Potter, right? It's the same thing. It's that lightning bolt, but that's the same thing. It's an occult symbol uh, going back to Lucifer uh, getting kicked out of heaven. But this is why, basically, in a nutshell, when you talk about the Nazis, but also the SS, now, the SS were the elite. The SS, I mean, all the stuff that was going on in Germany at this time was bad, it was evil, it was rotten. But the SS were known to be what? Ruthless, vicious, evil, whoa, evil on steroids, right? The SS, as you're going to see, was basically an elite group of occultists. Hitler surrounded him by an army of an occultists. And guess what they did wherever they went? Steal, kill, destroy. Let's take a look at a little bit of that proof. Using occult advisors like Villegut as inspiration, Himmler began to formulate his new ideology for the Nazis. He aimed to promote a racially pure society devoted to German greatness and its ancient past. At the vanguard of these new beliefs was one of the most evil groups in history, the Schutzstaff or SS. The SS uh, saw itself as an elitist organization. So the men who really were committed to the Nazi cause. Well, Himmler's main task from his point of view was to develop something like a corporate identity for this organization. Himmler needed a base for his beloved SS. In 1934, he chose a remote fortress steeped in legends of witch trials, torture, and execution. Vivelsburg Castle. It became the Nazi Temple of Doom. Its past is dark. Its modern history equally as dark. And we have not begun to get to the bottom of what really went on there. Well, I'll tell you what went on there. It was full-blown occult. This is basically his SS was basically his secret occult, super-duper evil. It was all bad. It was all evil. Anything dealing with the Nazis, it was evil. Okay, but that was the symbol that they were wearing, as well as the swastika. 
It was all into the occult. Now, said all that, we believe it or not, got that dovetailed. Let's now go back uh, to the uh, order of nine angles, okay? Because again, why did I go down that route? Well, certainly it fits our theme with the occult and things of that nature. Uh, but this order of nine angles is kind of a military uh, uh, neo-Nazi group, right? So it's kind of like a militarized Satanism, okay? Just like the Nazis were. And dare I say, just in time for somebody else who's going to need an army to do his dirty, murderous, wicked, evil deeds like the SS did for Hitler, except this time it'll be by the Antichrist in the seven-year tribulation. But it's called the Order of Nine Angles. This time, if you could see on the right-hand side there, why is it nine angles? Well, I'm not going to get too deep into this. Uh, I had an audio of them doing it, but I chose not to do it. Uh, but uh, they, they do a chant around these different uh, symbols, different nine uh, angles there. Uh, for their occult ritual. Uh, that's where they get nine angles. It's the nine chants as they work their way around that. Uh, and it's part of their chant. But it's a secret organization, a satanic organization, okay? And they, when they get together, they're known in these cells called Nexians, okay? As a Nexian. And if you remember, Anton's group were called Grottos, okay? And then you had the Temple of Set. Uh, Michael Aquino called them Pylons. Well, these guys call themselves uh, uh, the Nexians, okay? But the, they're all over the place, folks. These guys, you're thinking, you know, and, and, and let me just cut to the chase. To give you a crone analogy, my assumption, these guys, military, neo-Nazis, they're basically the modern version of an SS. Dare I say, waiting for somebody to lead them. We're seeing the rise of it. I'm not joking. These guys are all over the place. Britain, Ireland, Germany, Europe, Russia, Egypt, South Africa, Brazil, Australia, and even the United States. And whenever they go, steal, kill, destroy. Okay? In fact, they're heavy into all kinds of six sacrifices, including human sacrifice, including what they call their human sacrifice is opfers. Okay, and what's that? Well, guess what that happens to be? It's a German word. Shocker. Neo-Nazis a German word for sacrifice. But that's what they call their human sacrifices. Uh, they join into the police and the military in order to kill, uh, to f uh, do their killings. They like to kill. They want to kill. The more killing, the better. That's what this group is all about. And that's what Satanism is all about. They're connected to multiple killings, rapes, child abuse. Uh, the BBC, according to the BBC, says that there's also a number of pedophiles are associated with the ONA. Uh, as well as the neo-Nazi groups. Uh, but again, here's a guy, just a quick clip, he's a part of this group, and he not only admits what they do, but he says, this is great. And think about him and the age he's at and the upcoming generation who's rejected God and they're going to go somewhere, but they're also getting very anti-Christian, anti-God, anti-Semitic again. And uh, you got a whole group of these guys being trained, I believe, for the Antichrist. But watch what he says, this is gross. The Order of Nine Angles is, is what you call a traditional satanic order, in that they, uh, they, they revere dark gods, these, these acausal entities that are beyond formed existence. Basically, the entities that, that, that exist in a part of creation that, that, that's actually outside of creation, it, it's untouched by divine providence. And, uh, and so this is what they revere and this is what they invoke in their rites. Um, they, they, they do this through 
general ritual, uh, a pers personal rituals to invoke this, but then they also have their group ceremonies and celebrations and, and rites that involve orgy, human sacrifice, blood sacrifice, uh, bloodletting, and, uh, and aeonic culling, will actually, where, where they'll actually focus their attention towards political or religious leaders and, and uh, try to take them out magically. And so, you know, what's not to love about a group like this? I don't know if that guy's still alive. I think that's a recent video. Pray for him. But hey, we don't need to talk about that. Even though what he just admit, we're doing our occult rituals to what? We're coming against you to take you out. You wonder why things are getting so messed up today, right? Uh, so we need to get equipped. But again, they are one big murderous group. In fact, they will murder anybody. There is no loyalty except for the group. Okay, and they go into police force, they go into military, because when you go into those entities, what does it give you the potentiality to do? Yeah. To kill. Now, you're supposed to only kill to, to protect, right? But these guys want to go in there to do it on purpose. In fact, one of these guys, this is a recent court case, he was arrested because he was planning to kill his fellow soldiers for the Order of Nine Angles. Watch this, this is crazy. you what you don't leave no soldier behind these guys are so dark so satanic so murderous and only have an allegiance to the satanic order that they want to go in there and even kill their fellow soldiers that's what he's going to court for and he ain't the only one folks but again you talk about like a like a to use the word a, a bloodlust a, a murderous gleeful desire to just and again can you imagine then some guy comes up on the scene and pulls them in, and how, how's the Antichrist going to do his dirty deeds? I mean, who's he going to pull from? I mean, I mean, and we, we know that another slaughter of the Jewish people is coming, Zechariah 13, right? Who's the Antichrist going to get to pull that off? We know that the seven-year tribulation is one big, gigantic, bloody, murderous, there's wars going on, the bulk of the planet. Who's, who's the Antichrist going to pull in to murder such a massive amount of people? Folks, I believe we're seeing this society being built, and not just with this one group, but any of these kind of groups. That's what they exist for, to steal, to kill, and destroy. And us keeping our mouth shut and putting our head in the sand, act like it doesn't real, just makes it grow that much faster. It doesn't help anybody, including the kids. This is from the BBC, okay, from the Order of Nine Angles. This is from a 16-year-old. This is in the article. And uh, a 16-year-old, uh, they're recruiting. You know, did Hitler recruit the young as well? Same exact technique, folks, right? And, of course, he, he's wanting to be a part of this, the OAN, and they says when they're dead, they don't judge you. 
It's just all about murdering people, hate and steal and kill and destroy. That's a 16-year-old. And by the way, the, the OAM, they uh, uh, magnify the Nazi era, and they actually date their calendar, listen, from the birth of Adolf Hitler. So again, that's why I would basically, in a nutshell, call this group, the Order of Nine Angles, basically the modern SS awaiting for the next Hitler on steroids called the Antichrist. It's crazy. Let's get one more real quick as we close. The Satanic Temple. Now this is the one that's basically out there. If you're wondering why, how in the world is it the people are praying in the name of Satan in courtrooms and getting away with it? How are they getting children's uh, uh, books in schools to, to encourage them and teach them about Satanism and, and pray to Satan? How, how is it that they're having all these Satanic displays and Baphomet statues? It's these guys. Okay, is where it's coming from. And they're, again, all over the place. United States and Canada, in the UK. Uh, and they're all about, here's the word, social justice. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, and that's what they, these guys are pushing. All right, and of course, the separation of church and state. Now, it's uh, co-founded by this guy, Lucene Greaves, another guy named Malcolm Jari, J-A-R-R-Y. Couldn't find a picture of him for some reason. But this guy really is the spokesperson, right? When you think of, when you see this guy, and he's unfortunately given a lot of platform in the media, just like these other guys that help, unfortunately, uh, encourage people to get involved. His name's Lucian Greaves. He goes by a pseudonym, Douglas Mesner. Lucian is a French word meaning light. Or Lucifer, Lucifer, light bearer, same thing, okay? But he's basically the head of the Satanic Temple. And he was born, and they still do a bunch of their rituals, and guess where? Detroit, Michigan. How's Detroit doing? You want to move there? Again, wherever these people go in the community, and they're allowed to spread, steal, kill, destroy, you don't want to go there, all right? He was also a graduate from Harvard University. Where is it that they were wanting to do the Satanic Black Mass? Harvard University, which used to be and was founded by Reverend John Harvard to promote Jesus Christ. That's Harvard's background. Oh, how he must be rolling over in his grave. Greaves was featured in a 2019 documentary film called Hail Satan, and he talked about, here's all the things we're up to, and he's excited because they're growing so fast. Okay, here's just a little clip of that. For me, it seems kind of obvious that there's been a complete reversal in the roles of who's ostensibly the good guys and who are the bad guys. Right now we have evangelical nationalists pushing a theocratic agenda in the United States and making great headway to take away people's reproductive rights, uh, endorse corporal punishment in schools, uh, spread pseudoscience or otherwise reject a scientific point of view in really undermining liberal democracy. So at this point there seems to be an apparent intuitive grasp of what Satan can mean in a heroic context. And I think you see that vindicated in the film when you see how quickly we've grown and how, how much that kind of iconography has resonated with people. So he's right there. He's, wanting to, he's, he's all about the liberal agenda, pro-abortion and don't tell me what to do and we're growing like wildfire. It's sad, but that's what's going on, okay? And so that's Lucian Greaves, okay? But again, if it lets you doubt that um, he's promoting basically the social justice, the liberal democratic point of view and things of that nature, uh, let me give you just a few things that they're involved in. They are extremely active today. Prayer in schools, 
Of course, it's kids' right to pray to Satan in school is what they're pushing right now in schools across our country. Adopt a highway. Hey, they're here to help the environment. Uh, pink mass, and that basically is a mockery mass promoting homosexuality. Uh, the black mass, the Baphomet statues, that hey, if you're going to have the Ten Commandments up there, we need to have the Baphomet statue, the Satan statue. These are the guys that are promoting that as well. The Project uh, Children Project, that basically is you can't spank kids. The Satanists are... Uh, uh, behind that product. Planned Parenthood, all about murder, including the murder of children. Okay, so they're a big proponent of that. Muslim refugee activism. Is this starting to sound like some sort of political party in our country? Just say, again, as we saw the witches, and now the Satan, it's just carbon copy. Maybe it's because they're coming from the same root, folks. Okay, and uh, pentagram rituals after school Satan, so that kids have the right to learn about Satan. Uh, in school, not just pray to him by name. Holiday displays. You're going to do your Christmas thing. We deserve to put up satanic. These are the guys that are pushing this, right? And they, they want to take down Christian monuments. Christian, is there another party around here that doesn't want to do that thing? This is what they're pushing. And the uh, uh, invocation challenge, where they have a right to pray in our government in the name of Satan, okay? And, of course, they're pro-abortion, but it's the same thing. But uh, let, let me give you an aspect of all the things that they're doing real quick as we, as we close out on this part. And uh, this is why things are getting so messed up. They're full-blown Satanists, and the church doesn't want to deal with it. Most of the society doesn't want to, and you wonder why things are getting so dark. You wonder why our once great Christian nation is getting so ungodly. It's because the ungodly, including the Satanists, are taking control. And we're just content watching it burn. But here, here's just a few things they're currently involved in, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to undermine our once Christian nation. Let's take a look at that. Well, it's an event that's created a lot of buzz among local churches and Christian groups, the largest public satanic ceremony in history happening right here in Detroit. The Satanic Temple made it very clear it would be their members and their guests and not our cameras that will be getting a first look at this much talked about statue. The lines ran along the graffitied walls, at least 100 people eagerly waiting for what's been kept well under wraps. It said uh, dress like an animal or wear horns and tails. Some drove in from as far as upstate New York to see the Satanic Temple unveil a nine-foot-tall bronze statue of a goat-headed Satan. It just seemed like it would be a historic event. <laughs> I would say that we employ radical political theater to draw attention to the absurdity of the pro-life movement. The Satanic Temple is an activist organization of self-identified Satanists, founded in 2013 as a reaction to the increasing influence of the religious right in American politics. There may not be a nativity scene on the lawn of the state capitol this year, but there will be a Satanic holiday display. Backers say it's all about free speech and freedom of religion. Jane Park went to Lansing. She checks in at number 10. 
It's a question of First Amendment rights here at the state capitol tonight after a Satanist group announced it will erect its own holiday display just steps away from the capitol Christmas tree. No manger, no little Lord Jesus. This holiday display by the Satanic Temple features a snake wrapped around a cross. It reads, the greatest gift is knowledge, and it's coming to the state capitol. The snake kind of represents a myth of human enlightenment and uh, curiosity and, um, you know, real uh, liberation of the human spirit and mind. Some people say what happened at this week's Kenai Peninsula borough meeting was appalling. Others think it's a little comical. Regardless, it definitely was different and has stirred up a lot of controversy. The meeting opened with a prayer to Lucifer. That's right. A borough ordinance mandates that they start with an invocation. It's first come, first serve, and people from various religious groups sign up for their turn to pray. Now, this week, Iris Fontana with the Satanic Temple encouraged people to, quote, embrace the Luciferian impulse to eat of the tree of knowledge. That which will not bend must break, and that which can be destroyed by truth should never be spared its demise. It is done. Hail Satan. Teaching Satanism in school sounds like the stuff of horror movies, but a U.S. court ruling on religious freedoms has enabled devil worshippers in Florida to hand out educational material about their beliefs to kids at state schools. Rena Portnaya has this report. Public education in America often uses coloring books to teach young Americans about math, science, and current events. This year, a new book filled with games and lessons about Satanism could be distributed to students attending public school in Florida's Orange County. The 10-page Satanic Children's Big Book of Activities features characters named Annabelle and Damien who demonstrate rituals to explain Satanism. And followers of the Antichrist seized on the decision to treat all faiths equally. Followers of the who? Antichrist? How's this guy going to do it in the seven-year tribulation? I mean, how is he going to murder so many people? How is he going to get enough people together to actually pull off, even though it wasn't that long ago, a second holocaust on the Jewish people? Folks, you're seeing it happen. You're seeing a whole generation on a global scale being risen up with this kind of mindset that's going to unfortunately make what Hitler did look like chump change. It's, it's unfortunate. The Bible told us it was going to happen on the one hand, but what's sad is it doesn't help by keeping your mouth shut and putting your head in the sand and acting church like it's not real. Right? And then what, what, what the whole, I say it again every single time. Where am I getting this from? You're just trying to scare us, Pastor Bill. How many passages, Old and New Testament, deal with Satan, demons, Steal, kill, and destroy. We read the words of Jesus Christ tonight. Hello. Okay, it's all over the Bible. Why? Because God told us in advance so we'd have a heads up and we could do something about it. And only if you study all the Bible and stop cherry picking, only the passages that talk about your fluffy cat and build the self-esteem and how to be funny. But if you study the Bible, guess what? You get equipped with this stuff. This is, not, this is basic biblical Christianity, folks. If you went to seminary, Bible college, at least a decent one, you'd have courses in what's called angiology and Satanology because it's in the Bible. It's called a doctrine, right? You got to study it. 
But acting like it doesn't happen, folks, doesn't help. And, oh, and by the way, uh, you'll be uh, surprised to know that as of April 25th, 2019, that temple, the Satanic temple that's doing all this stuff in our country, uh, had received tax-exempt status from the IRS and is now classified, quote, as a church. So they get the blessings of our government. You wonder why it goes downhill. Lord willing, next time that finishes up, believe it or not, our history section. Now we're going to move on to the beliefs. And if you notice that picture, the up-and-coming generation, unfortunately, they're backing away from Christianity. But guess what they're going into? They're going into this stuff, folks. Okay? And dare I say what we will expose if we're still alive and still here. I'm convinced that much of the church today is actually preaching Satanism from the pulpit, but they don't even know it. Maybe some do. But they don't know it because they've never been taught what do Satanists really believe. And we're going to hit it hard, and there's much more, but the first one we're going to kick hard, give you a little teaser. We've been already talking about this many times. The number one belief of Satanism is it's all about self. The number one law of Satanism is do what you will shall be the whole of the law. It's all about self, it's all about self, self, self. Does that sound familiar? How many messages in other churches have you gone to that it's all a message of what? So, that's Satanism, folks. The scripture says, if you're gonna be Christ's disciple, you what? Deny yourself. You wanna esteem somebody, it ain't you. Esteem others better than yourself, the Bible says. You wanna love somebody, it's not you. You love God first, then your neighbor. You're down the list. So anybody, including churches, that's all about self, 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 they're actually preaching the number one law of Satanism. We'll begin that journey, Lord willing, next time. Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I hope you were blessed with this study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple things that the Bible says. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death. In other words, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and be separated from God for all eternity. This is the great cosmic dilemma. God who is holy and we are not, how can we have a relationship with Him? The two will never mix. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this, even though God already knows He's God. And so God out of love gave us something called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were not something to just memorize or stick on your wall or give the appearance of being a religious person. The Ten Commandments were God's divine x-ray, if you will, into our heart and soul to reveal this truth that we need to admit. And that is this, that God is holy and that we are not. We are disqualified for heaven. So let's take a look at that divine x-ray that God's trying to get us to realize. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments, the, the ninth one says, you shall not bear false witness. That's lying, okay? How many guys have ever told a lie? Raise your hand, okay? Well, if you didn't raise your hand, you just did. You just told a lie because we've all done that. Well, that makes us a liar. The, another Ten Commandments says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well, you guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. And for being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. Another Ten Commandments says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy, even His name is holy. Hey, folks, 
let's be honest, if you can believe it, even the name of Jesus Christ uh, has been turned into a common cuss word. Well, the Bible says that's a sin of blasphemy. Now we're a, a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus said, here's his standard. Uh, even if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you committed adultery in your heart. Wow, so now we're an adulterer. The Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, at least I haven't done that one. Really? Again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead, okay, that, that's the same thing. Uh, it's akin to the sin of murder. It's just you pulled the trigger in your heart, but God sees the heart. Hey, folks, that's just five out of ten. How are you doing? You still think you're going to get to heaven on your own? You still think that you're qualified, that you're holy like God, and you could bridge the gap and have a relationship with Him forever? I don't think so. I mean, what did we just see? You're going to stand before God, and so am I. We all are. And we're going to have to give an account for who we are. Hey, hey, God, let me in. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a liar. I, I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer. I'm an adulterer. I'm a murderer. And the Scripture is very clear, folks. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're in trouble. But folks, here's the good news. The Bible says that if we would just admit that, that's the first step. To admit that God is holy, that I'm not, I'm disqualified for heaven, I need a Savior. If we would admit that and then ask for the Savior to save us. That, that's what God was doing with Jesus. God gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place so that we could be completely forgiven of everything we've ever done and be made holy through Jesus so that we can now have a relationship with God both here and now and forever in heaven. We can become qualified. The word that the Bible uses is a word called pardon, that God is willing to pardon us of all of our sins and crimes that we've committed against Him and disqualified us, that disqualified us for heaven, right? And we've actually seen this work in real life. Uh, for instance, uh, there's been people who have committed crimes, gone to court, the gavel's been passed, the judges said, hey, listen, we all know you're guilty, uh, you even admit you're guilty, and uh, for your crimes, you're going to not just jail, you're going to uh, await in jail to go to the death penalty. And did you know that there actually is a way that somebody could get off of death row? It's called a pardon. The one in the authority, the governor, can grant what's called a pardon for that person's crimes, and they literally can go free. Not because of something they did, because the deeds are already done, you can't undo it. Not because of they tried to clean up their act while they were stuck in the jail cell, because that doesn't change anything. But simply out of mercy, the person who has the authority can give them a pardon, and they can go free. And did you know, it's actually on historical record, that there have been people who have been granted a pardon from the death penalty, and they've refused to take it. And so, even though the offer was there to be set free, they themselves still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, in a nutshell, that's what God's doing every single day with all of us this side of heaven. While you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to receive God's pardon. He's willing to forgive you of all your sins if you would just receive His pardon through Jesus Christ. Again, that's what He was doing on the cross. The cross was the death penalty of the day. But since we weren't there, and since we can't earn it, it's a gift from God, you have to receive that by faith. Reach out even today from your own spiritual jail cell, if you will, and say yes to Jesus and God's pardon so that you can be set free and go to heaven.
The Bible says that if you will confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the grave, you will be saved. Hey, folks, if that's you, don't delay. You may not even have tomorrow. Today could be your last day. Please accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth He is Lord. Believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the grave. And the Bible says you will be saved. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Gill Life Ministries. If there's anything that we could do for you, our information and, and number will come up here shortly. And please don't hesitate to contact us. But remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.